This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello again, it's Dave here. I'm with my wife and co-host, Kathy. Hello. We're not walking anywhere right now. We're kind of cheating. We're sitting on the couch. Yeah, we're breaking our format. Yeah, because we're really tired. <laughs> and you're kind of feeling sick. Yeah, we haven't actually mentioned it on the podcast, but I'm pregnant. I'm five months pregnant, which we're very excited by. Yeah. But today I'm just really not feeling going to the cinema and our fans get very irate when we don't do an episode. Am I right? I mean, no one's ever actually complained. <laughs> yeah, nobody has ever got irate ever in their in the entirety of this. No one's ever run. said anything, but I feel like if we don't do an episode a week. You think people are like just chomping at the bit? Yeah, I feel like they get a bit upset. And we can't go. We're going away tomorrow, so we won't get a chance to go to the cinema. So I had a really good brainwave. Well, I thought it was a good brainwave where we would do a special episode of a retro film, but related to pregnancy. So that we still have some sort of hook to this episode. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to watch uh, the 1989. Classic. I, I, well, I was about to say the word classic and then I stopped myself. It's a classic. <laughs> is it a classic? It is a classic, yeah. Um, it's the 1989 movie, Look Who's Talking. Um, and we're going to try and sort of, because we're going to be parents like four or five months from now. Um, August 24th, if anyone cares. Um we are going to see if we can glean any sort of parenting tips and <laughs> advice from this movie. I don't know why we thought that and was a good And any pregnancy idea. advice. Um, and then we're both, throughout the duration of this movie, going to try and think which celebrity we'd like to voice our baby. Because obviously, yeah. Bruce Willis is the baby in this one. I've already written down a few options. Oh, have you? I'll be honest we're going to have to think of a female and a male celebrity. Yeah, because we don't know the sex yeah. of the baby. Um, and then obviously we'll do the whole trilogy and try and figure out who'd voice our second kid, who'd voice our dog. No, we're no, not. <laughs> we're not going to watch the other. But interestingly, I, you know, the way when you're a kid, you have certain movies like on video. I had Look Who's Talking to on video as a kid. So I know that movie back to front. Oh, I don't remember when, um, this movie. That's when he has the sister, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Yeah. And he like almost cheats on her. John Travolta, John Travolta almost yeah. cheats on Yeah. Um, so that's the one I've seen so I like a hundred times I mean I've seen this one too but I'm actually really excited to see this one because I genuinely have very little recollection of it what about you? I just remember us having a very uh, recent ongoing argument where you kept trying to convince me that Danny DeVito was the voice of the <laughs> yeah. baby and I kept telling you that he was the voice of the dog in Look Who's Talking yeah, Now and that's what I... you were having none of it oh so I've seen Look Who's Talking Now then I've seen all of them so yeah, anyway, this movie's been on our mind for a while, probably because I'm pregnant, but we decided, look, we'll go for it tonight. And it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, luckily. All right, so we're going to we're gonna go away and watch this now. There will be no walking in this episode. No. I'm afraid. We're sitting here and we're not moving. <laughs> I've got some ice cream. Uh, you've got a cup of tea and a hot water bottle. Yeah, it's this pretty is, rock and roll. This is, da- this is a, it's a dangerous precedent, <laughs> I feel. We may never walk again. We'll never, no, we will. But we need... We do want feedback because if people think this is terrible, we won't do it again. People like it. It would yeah. be very beneficial in my state. <laughs> well, as you know, our fans get so irate. I know. They're so prone to hatred and irate. Yeah, we get a lot of trolling on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Let's watch this. Uh, okay, bye. Put me back in. Put me back in. So you're the one that's been kicking me. Whoa. 
The one that ate all that spicy food. Now Mikey's mommy needs his help. I'm gonna get you the best daddy there is. All right, I'm on the case too. But when you think like this little guy... Boy, I gotta think about getting my own place. There's a lot to distract you. One of those little furry things over your eyes. Oh, no, let me grab one. Come here. There we go. Discover with Mikey the wonders of life. Fellas, listen, I got something cold and wet in my shorts down here. Guys, listen, fellas. The unexpected delights of family. Oh, yeah, she's gone. And the gratifying search. You know, that's breast milk. For the perfect daddy. Mikey does need a father. I just thought of someone perfect for you. You'll love him. All right, we're finished. Look who's talking. Um, that wasn't bad. I thought it was brilliant. I loved brilliant. it. Yeah, I loved it. I was so excited um, when the credits rolled up because I never knew it was an Amy Heckling movie. And she <coughs> wrote and directed one of my favourite movies of all time, which is Clueless. And she wrote and directed it. Um, so instantly I was kind of hooked. And I just really enjoyed it. And I'm so surprised because I've just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and it's got a really low score. What is it? I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Something like 50%. Um, I mean, and it's only two stars on Netflix. It's just so enjoyable. Yeah, but those Netflix scores are bullshit. Fifty-eight. It says fifty-eight for Rotten Tomatoes. I just think that's in and around right for me. I think it's just it was, the kind of movie that good, isn't made but it anymore. Wasn't great. It's the kind of fun movie that like just doesn't get made anymore. Just yeah. enjoyable family drama that's a bit silly. It was a light-hearted romp. Yeah, like I genuinely like we laughed all the times. Yeah. Um, do we need to explain what it's about? Does, does is there anybody out there who doesn't know? Look who's talking. There, I mean, younger people won't know it. I don't know. I don't think do we have any younger irate listeners. So basically, I'll sum it up because I actually didn't quite remember the plot. So she, Kirstie Alley, yeah, Kirstie Alley is having an affair. Who with looks her super boss. hot back then. She looks very good. Is having an affair with her smarmy one of her smarmy clients. She's an accountant. And um, they do it on the desk in the office. And then we see a hilarious montage. Of I would say disturbing. <laughs> the sperm's all swimming. Yeah, there's a scene where the, the sperm are sort of, um, they're all voiced by people. So it's basically like a party. They're going, woo, yeah. yeah I thought it was And really the sperm cute. are kind of swimming their way down to the egg. And one, obviously the one that wins is Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, obviously. We've all seen Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. I just found that all very upsetting. Upsetting. What? I thought and it was funny. Just, uh, but just the thought. But also, I did enjoy the, the thought. The graphics were terrible. The graphics were bizarre. The, I just really enjoyed the thought of uh, Bruce Willis in a VO booth <laughs> uh, seventeen years ago, like recording like noises of sperm. Yeah, it was weird. And then she falls pregnant and inevitably isn't with the boss um, when she goes into labor. So she jumps into a taxi, which is driven by John Travolta hilariously. And then he proceeds to be the worst and most dangerous driver of all time. Um, <coughs> and ultimately, they strike up a relationship. He becomes a babysitter for her kid. And spoiler alert, if you don't know the ending, turn off now. They fall in love. <laughs> do we have to do spoiler alerts for a No, we're not doing a spoiler alert. We're not doing a spoiler alert. Um, I would say, the, the, I want to talk about the way they meet um, and then the way their relationship develops. Because he's a complete creep. At the beginning. He's not he basically, a creep. He's just really naive. I he think. basically stalks her. And then just shows up at her house. But she's worse. Right. Can we address the... Right. We, we, we said we were going to watch out for parenting tips. <laughs> yeah. Here, right? So my first tip I've written down. Um, so when the baby's 
two days old. She's at home with it. And then the cab driver shows up because she left her purse in the cab. And then she goes, lets him into the flat, the strange man, sits him down with her and the kid. And then she's like, actually, I'm just going to go and get changed. Do you mind minding the baby? Yeah. And he's, he's like. He's a complete stranger. Yeah, cool. Um, and then he shows up a different time when they still haven't had. Basically, she catches him um, with all this mail. He's been forwarding mail to her address, like completely illegal act. She's furious about it. He follows her up into her her apartment. <laughs> she basically tells him, "This is I want no part in this. You're an awful person." And then falls asleep. Uh, no, but firstly instantly. she says, "Actually, you can forward your mail here if you babysit my kid like four times a week." And then she falls asleep with someone who's essentially a stranger. And then yeah, he, but Dave, they have established she's very exhausted, so her falling asleep was kind of in the context yeah, of the movie. Made whatever. Sense. But then he decides to take the child out. Um, no, before he takes the child out, a note. she falls asleep at the kitchen table and he picks her up and carries her to her bed, which I was like, this is really disturbing if she woke up in the middle of this. He carries her to her bed and then he takes the kid out without permission. But she'd also like just fallen asleep that instant. Who could <laughs> fall asleep so deeply that they wouldn't notice a strange taxi driver who's in their <laughs> house pick them up and literally bring you in, into bed? Like, would she not? Would alarm bells not be ringing if you'd just fallen asleep and a stranger in your house picks you up and brings you into Dave, your bedroom. I don't know. Wait till we have a kid and we're completely exhausted. My well, other... I would hope when we have a kid that that when the taxi driver <laughs> who bri- delivers us to the hospital shows up in our house three days later, you don't invite him in. Oh, I'd invite him in. Instantly take a nap and then not be bothered when he brings you yeah, into the bedroom. Ridiculous. And then the other parenting tip I wrote down is that she sleeps in a different room than her newborn, which apparently you're not supposed to do. But because she's apparently a millionaire, even though she's a single occupant with, you would assume, a relatively low income given we see her job, it doesn't look particularly glamorous. Well, she's an accountant, though. Yeah, but like she lives in a two-bedroom, essentially, mansion in Manhattan. But everyone in everyone in movies and TV live in unrealistic apartments yeah. just so they can shoot there. Um, so anyway, apparently you're supposed to, because I have been reading some baby books, you're supposed to sleep with the baby next to you when it's very little, but she doesn't. Um, and one other thing is that parenting looks really easy in this movie basically yeah. the baby's just really fun and like makes kind of sarky quips all the time and plays with you actually do you know what I thought was interesting there's not as much of the Bruce Willis voiceover as you would think in this movie I would say the movie <laughs> is more a romantic comedy about uh, Kirstie Alley trying to find the right father yeah and actually and less about the baby I was really interested because I didn't remember the timeline of this movie and John Travolta doesn't show up for ages, actually, which I hadn't realised. Um, so then I was really annoyed at the end because he got first billing in the credits and I thought that was complete bullshit because she's clearly the star of the movie. Um, but his he would have been a way bigger star in 1989. I don't think so. When was Cheers around? Cheers? He wasn't... Oh, because she, she was in Cheers. Cheers. He hadn't yeah. been in anything since, like, Saturday ah, Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever was in. Yeah, but that was the 70s. And Greece. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, but still... I heard like... John Travolta say after Pulp Fiction that he couldn't... Before Pulp Fiction, but that's five years. He hadn't seen Pulp a movie Fiction. that didn't have the words "Look who's talking" on it in like oh, really? a decade. Yeah. Anyway, either way, she's the star of the movie. But also, we did laugh so much at the baby in the womb because it was basically like a Chucky doll. It was horrifying. It was horrifying. So when the show they keep cutting to the baby in the womb, and you get Bruce Willis saying things like, uh, "Hey, keep a doll out there. I'm in a womb here." Um, and the doll, they sort of created this pros- like this animatronic doll, yeah, so which would have terrifying. eyelids that moved. Um, but it was 
horrifying. If that if that's what it looks like in there right now, our child, <laughs> I don't want it to come out. But also, you the child had an endless it. room. It was like it was in like a humongous chamber that it was just swimming around in. I don't think it's like yeah, that. it's the same as the New York apartments. Yeah, they have to be big so the cameras can can swivel around in there. Um, and another thing, because I actually wrote notes, seeing as we we're at home and not in the cinema. Um, first of all, I was really annoyed when she went into labor because she was really falsely small, and I actually have a bigger stomach than her now at five months. Also, in terms of pregnancy tips, we thought we'd write these down. Everyone kept mentioning Lamas breathing. I've never heard of it. What the fuck is that? I'm is gonna it big have in to the eighties or something. I don't know. I wonder if it's like. Should the same you have been doing it? Because <laughs> they kept telling her, "Are you going to your Lamas classes?" <laughs> yeah, she I says, know. "No, I quit my Lamas classes." Uh, I'm gonna that... Google that afterwards. Um, the other thing, her creepy, um, the creepy baby daddy tells her that she shouldn't gain more than twenty three pounds in pregnancy, which I thought it was funny actually. Because obviously it was written by Amy Heckerling and she wrote down, she must have written down annoying things that people said to her when she had a baby. Um, and then I did enjoy Christy Alley saying that she squeezed something the size of a watermelon out of something the size of a lemon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I actually, I mean, maybe I was just enjoying it, particularly at the moment because I'm pregnant. And because it was Amy Heckerling, maybe that skewed me. But I just thought it was really funny. Like I laughed so I many got, times. I got a couple of laughs. Yeah. I, I think mostly it was kind of flat though. There wasn't the, the the plot there wasn't enough plot really and the end was very contrived with the yeah, big chase the, and everything. It was silly. I mean the baby it ultimately It was fine. It was completely car. like watchable fluff. But it's just the kind of movie I like. It's like a fun, funny family comedy. Like you know, it's pretty short, it's an hour and a half. I just think there's certain movies like that were around in the eighties, like this. Three Men and a Baby, which I really want us to watch again. Um, even movies like Parenthood. There's just something different about them. They're family-focused and funny and different. And you don't get movies like that anymore. Just a low-key setting. And, like, I mean, I know it's a bit silly at the end when the baby's running around the streets of New York. But, um, yeah, I just feel like it's the kind of movie that wouldn't get greenlit now. But at the time, I think it would have been a really strong pitch because it's kind of a reverse rom-com of a single woman with a baby meets the guy on the way to the hospital to give labour like it's it's a pretty unique premise for a movie yeah sure um, anyway who cares think- about that who uh, who what, who would you <laughs> pick to voice our child in the womb well, what voice I, does it have because right I was thinking of um, Clueless I reckon Alicia Silverstone if it's a girl Okay, so you think she's like a valley girl? Or <laughs> our daughter's like a like a sort of well, whatever. Like oh my god, she's a good, so much noise out there. She's a good voice actress. Do you remember she used to do that cartoon Brace Face? I do. Yeah. And then I figured if it's a boy, I want it to be done by Bruce Willis because he did a really good job on this. Oh, come on. you got to pick someone else. No, I'll pick Bruce Willis. No, come on, Kathy. It's my body, my choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't think, I don't think that's how it works. You it is how it pick, works. You don't get to pick the uh, celebrity voiceover that your child thinks in. Well, then why are we doing this quiz? Can we actually talk about the... Who's, who do you pick? Can, wait, first of all, uh, we'll get to that. But I'd like to talk about the actual... If you actually think about this movie like even for a second which I did because I was a bit <laughs> bored um, if you actually follow this line of thought through that because all babies so it seem to be like have fully developed consciousness like from the second they're in the room yeah. and they're out and then they experience childbirth then they're all in the playground and they're talking to each other there's telekinetically a scene, though it, well exactly where Mike, there's a scene where Mikey is the baby is strolling down the street and he's seeing all 
all the other babies and he's like hey Molly I love your hair I love what you've done with it and she's like oh thanks you know all this kind of stuff so they've kind of got this full little society <coughs> he he kind of is figuring out the world he's like oh so that's what a daddy is I wish James is my daddy all that this was kind really of stuff. sweet when he wished John Travolta was his dad don't sidetrack me now Cathy I'm trying to make a very <laughs> very large point here about how this movie picks apart okay at what stage does the child then as soon as they start to learn to actually talk they like they suddenly it's one word two word and then what, what they hit like three or four and then they forget that they had the voice of Bruce Willis and were had fully conscious thoughts well I guess you know it wouldn't be that interesting if we were watching a movie and it was <laughs> no, inarticulate rambling obviously but I'm just Willis. saying what's the logical that doesn't make sense because by the end of the movie he was saying like he was speaking like hello um, I think that you're overanalyzing it and the premise is that Bruce Willis is speaking for the baby um, I wrote other points what else I don't did even want to hear my celebrity voices oh yeah you're the one who diverted off that topic okay I'm thinking I think because I'm such a I'm such a tough guy as you know yeah Um, I think our if we have a son that our son would be voiced by Vin Diesel Oh. So I think he'd be but in, in the baby group voice or in the grown-up voice. No, the I think the the, the sort of <coughs> the sort of triple X fast and the furious voice. Yeah, so like, hey, mom and dad don't like this. my food now. Okay. That's a little bit Sylvester Stallone actually. It's I don't really do impressions. Interesting, our kid <laughs> actually has American accents in all these scenarios. No, because the female. I think if if we're having a girl, I'd like her to be voiced by Kate Blanchett. So she'd have an Aussie accent. No, Kate Blanchett from Lord of the Rings. Oh, what so I she kind of goes, in the beginning, <laughs> there were nine rings. I wanted to have this really sort of ethereal okay, I like sort it. of a voice. So actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it makes no sense the kid would have an American accent. So we should have Liam Neeson voicing it, like Liam Neeson in Taken. Well, that was my second option. I wrote down Brendan Gleeson. Oh, yeah. Brendan Gleeson would yeah. be good. Liam um, <laughs> you want Liam Neeson to voice our child? And maybe Ruth Negga could be if she's a girl. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. It's either her or Brenda Fricker. I can't think of any other Irish female actresses right now. I'm too other tired. Irish <laughs> I'm tired as well. We um, wrap this up. Do you want to talk more about this movie? What else did I have? Oh yeah, they did have a cute scene when the baby was going down the street and he was like meeting all his friends and it was to staying alive. So obviously a bit of a throwback Saturday Night Fever yeah. there. Um, yeah, I don't really... I thought there was funny bits as well like when she was in labour everyone's saying oh you have to do it without drugs you have to do it without drugs and that's something that people really do try and push and again... I just like to see that in the film that she was like, no, fuck off. I want the drugs. Um, and what else did I write? I noticed that the um, her doctor was the cigarette smoking man from the X-Files. Oh, wow, that's funny. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I, do you know what? I think people should watch it again. I mean, I, I imagine most of our listeners will have seen it and not seen it for years. And I'd be interested for people to watch it again because I think it really holds up. Aside from obviously the crazy ridiculous stuff of her losing her child like three times in the space of the movie and John Travolta taking the child without permission yeah she was kind of a bad mother <coughs> but she was a great accountant yeah I don't think she was a I bad would... mother I think the movie just put her in ridiculous scenarios I will say if you if you are an accountant and you're listening to this it's worth going back and watching how accountancy worked in 1989 because this is how it worked everyone had because there's like five accountants in this movie you have this little machine 
that like prints like receipts of paper this long string of paper and it's got this little sort of handle at the side of it and you tap in numbers and then go and then it like uh, the paper prints out loads of numbers I had no, did you understand what that machine was no or? but I can ask my mom as um, research because she was an accountant in the 80s so she'll know oh amazing I'll ask her to watch it and see what she thinks did your mom wear bandanas back then because every outfit that Kirstie Alley had uh, was accompanied by a matching bandana yeah, I don't know um, I did also know that even back in 1989 John Travolta had weird ass hair I don't know if it was the hair plugs but it was all weirdly dyed yeah what did you think of their chemistry I like them together yeah no? it was great yeah no they were they were okay I, I was completely grossed out by their kiss yeah their kiss at the end was quite that vile that made me actually. really uncomfortable yeah it made me like ew but on, until that I thought they had really good chemistry and I liked that John Travolta danced a bit in it like I just thought it was fun overall maybe I was just really in the mood for it but um I definitely think if we do this again, we should yeah, do three men good. and a little baby. I'd love to watch that now. Yeah. Not now, right now. No. But I'd love to watch it soon. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. wrap this up. So do up. you recommend it? This is the problem. You see, at least our normal podcast, we're walking. We know when to stop because we get we get home. Yeah. But this could ramble on forever. It won't. Do you recommend it? Talking about it. <coughs> I mean, look, everyone's seen this before. So who are we recommending? But do you recommend a rewatch? No. No. Not okay. really. Interesting. I mean, look, it was a fine way to pass. But we've got amazing parenting tips 90 now. 90 minutes. No, no, we don't. We leave the baby <laughs> with the cab driver. We sleep in a different room from it. And apparently the baby will never cry or do anything difficult except run into the middle of a New York traffic jam. Yeah, it yeah. looks easy. Mm-hmm. And I'll learn about Lamaze breathing. <laughs> you definitely need to Google <laughs> and that. And I won't gain more than 23 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, let us know um, if you want us to um, try more of our sitting on the couch <laughs> reviews. I mean, obviously, we'd like to do that because it's so fucking easy. Yeah. Um, I'm actually like falling asleep as I say this. Okay. Um, Don't forget to like us on Twitter at the Cinemile and check us out on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate a review and a subscribe on iTunes if you can manage. Subscribe it. to us. Yeah. Um, Okay, thank you. All right, bye.